0: Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we may have come in here empty today, but that's okay because we're going to leave here full. God, we may have come in here cold today. It's cold outside. But God, we're going to leave here fired up. We're going to leave here, God, ready, God, to do what you've called us to do. And we pray, God, right now that you would speak into every one of our hearts and lives. God, we're not here to waste your time, and we know that you're not here to waste ours. But God, we're here to hear a word from you that will change our lives, that will touch us so that we can be more effective in our witness and in the call that you've called us to do. God, we love you. We praise you. We adore you in Jesus' name. Come on, shout amen in the house. Come on, high five three people around and say, wake up, wake up, wake up. Fantastic. Come on. Amen. So here's my question I want to begin with today. My question is, what's your goal for your life? As we step into a new year, what is the goal that you have said? This year, I want this to happen. In our car the other day, we were driving with the kids and I asked him that question. I said, if God was able to do, and we know he is, but if God did one thing for you this year, what would that one thing be that you want. What's the goal of your life for this year? What's that front and center for your life? And I pray and our prayer for you, our goal for you is this, that every one of you will have a fresh encounter with God. And that's why we're teaching you series like this because we want to show you that it's possible. It's possible to encounter God. It's possible to move from drudge and dreadery where we are just kind of going through the motions of religion to finding a relationship where we're falling in love with Jesus and we're excited to be in church. We're excited to, come on, can I hear an amen? We're excited to be in his word. We're excited to pray. Why? Because I believe it's time like never before that we fall totally in love with Jesus. And today I just want to jump straight into the message because today I want to give you a tool. I want to talk today about one of the greatest gifts outside of Jesus. That God has given to every one of us a gift that will daily help us, enable us, and show us how we are to live a victorious life. You don't want to know what that is? It's His Word, it's the Bible. Say with me, the Bible the Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, incidentally, please go to our Connect Zone after church. We've got a lovely Bible we want to hook you up with and give it free. Why? Because we want everyone to have the Word of God available for them. Listen to what Queen Elizabeth, good Queen Elizabeth II said. She said, to what greater inspiration and counsel can we turn than to the imperishable truth to be found in the treasure house The Bible, the Queen of England, says what greater means, what greater truth, what greater treasure house do we have available to us? And she said, the answer is in the Word of God. The answer is the Bible. So let me ask you a question today. How would you describe your relationship with your Bible right now? On a scale of zero to ten, where would it be? Zero, not very good. Ten. We're loving it. I mean, really, where would your relationship be with your Bible right now? I pray that most of you here know that it's a handbook for life. I pray that it's God's word, that you would know that and that it gives purpose for your life and it's something that you need. If you want to really follow Jesus, I pray that you would understand that's where you find how you can do that and how you can be that. But yet we know that, but yet we don't read it. But yet we look at it with pure, kind of just, it's just a chore. Uh, You mean I've got to read it on a daily basis? It's like a torture or something we think in our minds. So as I ask that question, some of you have probably kind of twinned just a little bit with the guilt inside because you know that you need to read it a whole lot more often than you do. That Some of you say, I'm planning to get to it. I've been meaning to read it. And for others, there's, when you hear that question, there's satisfaction because you know, thank God I read my Bible today. Praise you, Jesus. I loved it. I, I got something out of his word today. But really, here's the question. It's not just about when you read your Bible, but the real question is, what do you remember from what you read? What stuck with you? Because we can just read it just to say done and check the list. But that's not what the Bible is all about. And we're going to discover that today. The Bible isn't something we just read just to push aside and say, done. The Bible is something, the Word of God, that wants to come alive in our lives today. Something in there wants to jump off the pages and impact our life. Last year as we were reading through the Bible, I am so proud of Luke. Actually two years. Luke has now completed reading through the Bible twice now and I'm so proud of him for doing that. As a dad, I'm so proud of him and I've really encouraged him. And when he first started, he was like 12 years of age and, and he was talking to his mom one day and he's all excited. Mom, I read my Bible and I learned something today. And Kelly's like all oh, super excited. I mean, as a parent, you're excited when your kid said, I read my Bible and I learned something today. Kelly's like, great. And she's expecting him to say like, I learned how to honor my mother or father. I learned that I need to be obedient. I need to learn. And Kelly's like, okay, tell me what you learned. And he says, mom, I was reading in Proverbs and it says my wife's breasts can satisfy me at all times. Come on, how many knows he called a fresh revelation that day? God's word became alive to him. There was a new excitement to the word of God. Wow, this is cool. I mean, what's going on with that? We can laugh about that. But you know what? The Word of God is truth and life. I love you, Luke. He probably hates me for that at the back. Don't you love Luke? Come on, everyone say, I love you, Luke. It's tough being a pastor's kid. You know why? Because we're sermon material nearly every week. I know what it is to have been in that position. But you know what? We take for granted, though, the incredible gift that God has given to us. We take it so for granted. For some of us, we may not even know where our physical Bible is. We've got so good with technical and all those things, and that's great. But you know what they say? You retain a whole lot more reading something physical than you do electronical. And there's something to be said about having a Bible. I have a special Bible that's in my office that I don't even really bring it out anymore because the pages have fallen out of it. But when I study and when I want to go to God, that, that's my Bible because I'm telling you right now, someone can say a verse and I can find it in my Bible because I know where it is on a page. I may not know the chapter and verse, but I know if I turn a few pages, it's right up the top right-hand corner and I can go through, oh, there it is. Yeah. And it's probably something highlighted. It's probably something lined through because I, I write in my Bible. I take notes in my Bible because that's my lifeline. Yeah. And so often we take it for granted and we look at it and say, man, what a chore. To read His Word. So my goal today is this. I want to give you a new love for His Word. I want you to fall in love with His Word in a new way. And here's the reason why. Because the Bible is indispensable to the Christian faith. It's indispensable to the Christian faith. What I mean by that is this. If you are trying to follow Jesus without the Bible, you're not going to get very far. We need it because it tells us how to live a life that is pleasing to God. It's not just a load of ancient manuscripts. It's not just historical stories. It's all of those things, but it's so much more. John 6 verse 63 says these words, the spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken, Jesus said, they are spirit and they are life. Let me give you the context of where we find Jesus saying these words. Jesus has just fed 5,000 people, literally probably 20,000 because it's only the men that's recorded, 5,000 men. There would have been women and children. So probably 20,000 plus people have just been fed with five loaves and two fishes. What a miracle that's taken place. People left full because there was baskets left over. So what did those people wake up and do the next day? They woke up and said, let's go and find Jesus. We want another meal read it they went to him and said Jesus okay we're here can he feed us again and Jesus said hold on a second he said you're missing the whole point right there because Jesus said I haven't come to this earth to feed you physically I've come here to be the bread of life I've come here to feed you spiritually it's not in a worldly way but in a spiritual and what we just read right there it's not temporary but eternal why because I feed you a meal you're going to be hungry again later So Jesus said, I want to give you something just like he told the lady at the well. You come back to this well, you're going to have to draw water because you're going to be thirsty again. But there's a well of living water that wants to flow up inside of you that will quench your every need. But just like us so many times, they didn't get it. They were hungry. They didn't understand. But Jesus, feed me, feed me now. They didn't realize that Jesus was giving to them and presenting to them everything that they would need. and The Bible says in John 6, 66, we don't have this verse, but it says, from that day many left and never followed him anymore. I think it's pretty interesting, John 6.66, 666, the mark of the beast where it speaks that people walked away from God and would not follow him anymore. But in the middle of this, Jesus says these words, the Spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing. But look, the words that I have spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. That word Greek for spirit is breath. Jesus says they are breath to you. They are life to you, What is he saying? He's saying the word that I have given you, the Bible, it's your breath of life. It's that fresh air that you need in your life. We talked about the doldrums and getting stuck in that place where we know there's got to be more, but we can't break free. His word can be that which breathes life into you that will propel your life and take your life where it needs to be. It's the bread of life. Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word Of God is alive and what? Come on, help me out. The Word of God is alive and. It is sharper than the sharpest two edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and our desires. Notice this, the Word of God is alive, meaning what? It wants to be alive inside of us every day. The Spirit is life, the breath of the Word of God. Let me say that again God's Word is alive, if we'll let it be. It will cut through anything that you face in life. It's the compass that always points north in any given time. It will dramatically alter your life's course and show you who God is, and who you are. Man, I see myself a lot in the Word of God, and it's not a good picture, Pastor Rob. But it challenges me to say, come on, you can be different because I see who I can be also in His Word that brings hope into my life. Because God don't write me off, God writes me in. Remember that. And it can transform the way you live and help you to discern What's from God and what's not? In a day and an age, we need that like never before. What's God and what's not? I've had people come to me and say, God told me this. And I'm like, bam, God ain't said that. And they can say, well, how do you know that? You don't know my conversation with God. I says, I know his word. I know his word. And what you just said is a lie against his word. And God will never contradict his word. So you can say God said all you want, but if he didn't write it, it doesn't matter what you say. Because his word is truth and his word is life. He will not counter his word. His word is truth. And someone said it this way. I love it. And this is how I want to look at my Bible this year. Come on, I don't want to just read my Bible. Come on, I want the Bible to read me. We've got to let the word of God read our hearts and let it read you. Because the Bible will align your emotions and your mind with God that will help you to make your day-to-day decisions. Anything you need can be found in His Word. The answer is right there. We've just got to read it. We've just got to discover it. We've just got to uncover it because it's there. So how can I get a place in my life, Pastor, where I enjoy reading the Word of God? It starts with faith. It starts with faith. You've got to have faith. You've got to have faith. What do I mean by that? Just like a dough needs an ingredient to make it rise. The Bible requires faith from us in order for it to be activated in our lives. We've got to believe what we're reading, in other words. Come on, faith is the catalyst that enables us to take the necessary steps of obedience as we follow God and His Word. In the Old Testament, we see the children of Israel. God works a miraculous deliverance. They are set free from Egypt. They leave with the wealth of the land. God blesses them in such incredible ways. And then God has given them a promise. Remember, he said, I'm taking you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. They leave with prosperity. They leave in victory. They're heading to a promise that is really good. And they are excited. So why did they end up in the wilderness for 40 years? Why did they end up in the wilderness for 40 years? Long story short, here it is. Are you ready? Because they heard God's word, but they did not trust him to fulfill his promise. They knew the word, but it did not take faith inside of their lives. They did not believe it for themselves. Come on, a lot of us can quote the Scripture, but it needs to take root and faith inside of us because we need to start reading the Word like it's going to accomplish what it says in your life. Come on, it ain't just for someone else. It ain't just for Pastor P and a preacher. Come on, the Word of God is for whosoever shall call upon God, whoever will open the book. The life of God is available for every one of us. Because why? Remember this. Faith is our relationship with Him. God doesn't leave us on our own. When we read the Word, God wants to show His Word to us if we would ask Him. Come on, faith is not a one-way street. It's a two-way street because God wants to interact with us. It's like the pedals on the bicycle. As you do, God does. Come on, as you begin to work, God is working with you. And as you build up that momentum, you can go places greater than you ever imagined in your life. So it starts with faith. Thank God for faith. I've got to have faith when I read his word. But you know what? I need my faith to be touched. What do I mean by that? Chris Hodges in his book, Fresh Air, says these words, the key ingredient in making faith work is revelation. Thank God for faith, but I need a revelation. I need a revelation of his word. Let me go deeper. Can we we go deep for a few moments today? Can we go deep? Have you ever struggled... To ever figure something out. Has anyone come up to you and given you a riddle? Like a simple little riddle. Like a man went to the store and asked for this. And he did it. I mean, simple little riddle. And you're trying to figure it out. And they're like, and what's the answer? And they sit and you look at you because it's like so simple. And they're like, man, you're so dumb because you don't get this. But have you noticed that you can be so lost in what they say until someone explains and gives you the answer. And then you're like, oh, How did I not see that? It's so, come on, you have a revelation of the answer and now you're like, what? How did I miss that? It's like the FedEx trucks. When you see them driving down the street, if you've seen the arrow in FedEx, every time you see FedEx, you'll see the arrow before you see FedEx. If you haven't seen the arrow, you don't know what I'm talking about. In between the E and the X in FedEx is an arrow. You'll see it now. Look at it. And every time you'll see FedEx from now on, you'll see the arrow before you'll see the words. Why? Because when it's been revealed to you, that's what you will see above everything else. We don't see it until it's revealed to us. God wants to reveal his word in a fresh way because it's living and alive to your life every day. In the Greek language, which, was, which the New Testament manuscripts were written in, there's actually two Greek words that are used for the word word. So word actually is comprised of two words. One is rhema and the other is logos. Rhema is that which describes the kind of insight and illumination that we've begun to talk about. It's an epiphany where like the lights come on, La, that kind of moment. It's that aha moment. What? I see it. That's rhema. But then the other is logos. Logos refers to the literal words on a page which we read. It's just the words. It it doesn't really have no excitement or joy. It's just a story. It's just words. It's black and white on the page. So rhema is more than just words on a page. That's logos. Rhema is the moment when those words jump off the page. Anyone know what I'm talking about? You can read something that you've read so many times before, but all of a sudden, it ain't logos no more. It's a word for you and it hits you right where you need it. It's a revelation that comes. It's the process of you understanding something. And seeing it in a whole new way. Why? Because it's now become a revelation to you. You see the message now. You see the relevance and you see the application that God wants to give to you through his word for your life. And so sadly, so many of us only see the logos of God's word. We just see the words and we just read the words and that's all it remains in our lives, but we never experience the deeper rhema, yeah. the revealed word. Let me go a little bit further. If you need faith then to read God's word and for faith for the word of God to come alive in you, then remember that word has to be activated and you need the experience of revelation, Can I give you an example of revelation coming to someone? We just left the Christmas story. The Christmas story is a great story. It's not just a story for Christmas. It's a story forever. Yeah. But in the beginning of the Christmas story, we see the angel Gabriel comes to Mary. You following? And the angel comes to Mary, who's a young teenager at that time. They say probably between the age of 13 and 16. Just a young girl. And the angel tells her, you know what? God's favor is on your life. And you're going to have a baby. (laughs) How does Mary respond? What, you been smoking? I mean, come on. I mean, get real. What? I mean, that's crazy. How can this be? Why? I'm a virgin. I haven't been with a man. There's no way that I can be pregnant. Say with me, Logos. All that's happened right now is a Logos communication. Because listen, 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 listen. The angel is saying something completely true to Mary, agreed? But at this moment, she cannot comprehend it because logically, it doesn't make sense. So the angel is speaking truth, but Mary ain't hearing that truth. Because logically, she's trying to figure it out. Why? Because it's just words on a page to her at the moment. So what does the angel say? Oh, okay, I must have come to the wrong house. The angel says, hold on a second. (laughs) Here's the aha moment. Are you ready? He says the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and that which will be conceived in you ain't going to be from flesh and blood. It's going to be from the spirit of God because you're going to birth God's child. And in the process of all of that, he says these words, Luke 1, 37. He says, for with God, nothing will be impossible. That Greek is an expression that for nothing is actually two words. The expression is actually this, no and word. So what the angel is saying to her is this, I know you may not get it now. But if what I'm saying to you ever becomes a revelation to you, then nothing will be impossible if you believe God. No word that God has spoken will stay dead and dormant. But that word can come alive in you. Why? Because that word is rhema, a revelation. All of a sudden, Mary gets it and she says, I trust God, whatever he says, do unto me. My God, we need to have a rhema. A moment. We need a revelation to come in our lives as we read the Word of God. Well, pastor, how can that happen? Can I give you four ways it can happen? How you can help to see that happen? Number one, you've got to meditate on the Word of God. You've got to be in the Word. You've got to be in the Word. Joshua 1 verse 8 says this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth." But you shall meditate on it or in it day and night, that you may be able to observe and to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make. I want you to see something right here. God doesn't say, if you dwell in my word, then I will do something. God says, if you will dwell in my word, then you will make your ways. Do you see that? You will make your ways prosperous. Come on. And you will have good success. Come on. You got to see that in there because we can skim over that and say, okay, if I read it. But God says, when we read it, something happens in our life. What are you trying to say, pastor? I'm glad you asked. Because here's what I'm trying to say. I believe a lot of us are praying and waiting for God to do something that he's already given us the answer to. Uh, Let me say that one more time. I'm going to say it over here and see if I get more response. I believe a lot of us are praying and asking God to do something that he's already given us the answer to. We just need to read it because the Bible says that when we begin to read it and put it to work in our lives, we will make our ways prosperous. Come on. God will use that which we put inside of us. To make our lives prosperous. You know why we're not prosperous and successful? God says because we're not meditating. We're not putting his word into our lives. Get mad at me all you want. I'm just quoting God and his words. And no one in their rightful mind would sign up today and say, I don't want to be prosperous. I don't want to be successful. I I like being miserable and broke. No one says that. Everyone wants more. Everyone wants a new car. Everyone wants more clothes. Everyone wants more money in their bank account. Everyone would like that. And God says, I want you to be prosperous. And we're not just talking about finances. Because finances and the love of those things, the Bible says, can become a root of evil. But I'm telling you, God says, I want you to have health. I want you to have love. I want you to have peace. I want you to prosper in your life. And God says, you prosper as you read my words. You ever heard the term chew the cud? You ever seen a cow in a field just... That term chew the cud is actually, if you look, it's actually the same idea as the word meditate. Meditate. Because what does a cow do? A cow goes in a field and he eats the grass. He swallows it, pukes it back up, regurgitates it. Beautiful, huh? He chews it some more, swallows it, regurgitates it, chews it some more, swallows it, regurgitates it, chews it some more. They say that a cow for about eight hours a day, that's what he'll do. Just chewing the word. Why? Because how their digestive system is configured, it's critical that a cow keeps chewing and chewing so their saliva can break down their food into the small pieces it needs to be so they can digest it properly. That's what God tells us we need to do in his word. We need to meditate. We need to chew on it every day. Constantly through our world, we are bombarded by information all day. Wherever we go, it's just bombarded. It's text, it's email, it's social media, it's phone calls, it's text, it's emails, it's social media, it's the news, it's something, it's kids, it's this. Bam, 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 bombarded everywhere. So what have we got good at doing? We've got good at skimming. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Skimming. Kind of just look through things and just get the gist of things enough so we can reply. Why? Because we've got five other things on the boiler right now. And so we've got so good at that practice in our lives that when it comes to the word, we do the same thing. We just skim read it. We just skim through it. And we say things like this. Well, God knows my heart, so he knows I really want to read his word. We cannot do that. We've got to take the word of God into our hearts. We've got to ponder it. We've got to dwell on it. We've got to think on it. There's a great way that you can do that, and I love that. It's called soaping it. You can soap the word of God. What are you talking about? Washing it? No, you soap it. When you read the word of God, that's first you find a scripture. So that's the scripture that you read. Then you observe, that's the O. You look and you say, okay, to who is this written? For why is this written? What is its purpose? What is its point? What is trying to be said in this scripture? Then what do you do? You take it to the next level. You say, okay, how can I apply that? How is that applicable to my life right now and then after you've SOA'd then you pray about it and you say God help me to take what I have just read right now God help me to apply it to my life so I'll be a better father I'll be a better wife I'll be a better kid I'll be a better student a better worker a better Christian just I'll be a better person come on that's what we need to do in the word of God number two you ready We've got to accept the authority of God's word. What does that mean, pastor? We've got to believe it. I I believe the word of God and people can call me naive if they want. I believe the word of God from cover to cover. And I've even said it this way. I even believe the maps in the back too. Come on, I accept the word of God. I accept that it is the spoken word of God. And that's key for it to come alive in you because if you are doubting the authority of God's word, you will never stand upon it. You will never place your full faith in it because you'll always be second guessing. And why this is such a struggle today is because unfortunately we live in such a time, the culture around us is doing everything possible to discredit God's word. Isn't that what Satan did at the beginning? Did God really say? That's what's happening right now. God didn't say just a man and woman could be married. God didn't just say this. God didn't just do, oh, God didn't say abortions are sin. God didn't say all these things. Wow, that's what the world is bombarding us with. And if God did say that, then God's out of touch. He's irrelevant. He's old-fashioned. That's old. This is a new day. This is a new time. So everything around us is trying to attack the validity of God's word. Do we hear an amen in that? Amen. So rather than allowing God's word to change them, people today want to change the word of God to fit their preferences. You know, they took a poll and the poll states this, 9% of adult Americans have a biblical worldview. 9% of adult Americans today believe in the Bible as being completely accurate in the principles that it teaches. Less than 10%. I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm in that 9%. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm in that 9%. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas, but you accepted what we said as the very word of God, which, of course, it is. And this word now continues to work in you who believe. This is Paul speaking to the church in Thessalonica. And he said, I'm thankful that you didn't just question, but you believed, Because now you believe that word can now work in you. That word can now do something in your life. You and I have got to accept the authority of his word. It's either true or it's not. And I'm telling you right now, his word is not just truth. His word is your life. You've got to realize it's the ultimate source of truth. If we can believe a history book that Julius Caesar rose at this time, he died at this. If we can believe that Alexander the Great was born here and died there. If we can believe history that we were never a part of, why can't we believe the word of God? We can, but we've got to realize there's an attack against it because the enemy knows what he will rob us from and take us from if we don't accept it. Psalms 1 verse 2 says, but they delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on it day and night. Those who read his word, those who love his word, the authority of his word is truth in their life. Verse 3 says, they will be like trees planted at the riverbanks bearing fruit in their season. That doesn't mean we're going to have fruit all the time because we have seasons in our life. God has to prune us sometimes, but he does that so we'll bear more fruit. Just because our lives aren't being fruitful right now doesn't mean God has left us. It means that God is just working in us and it's a new season that's coming in our life and God is doing something. And notice this, your leaves will never wither. Come on, even if there's no fruit on the tree, there'll still be life in the branches. There'll still be hope in our lives and they will prosper in all they do. My God, I want you to prosper. You need to read his words. (laughs) When you're in doubt when you have an uncertainty when you're confused when you're frustrated turn to god's words god's word is the answer how do i know that second timothy 316 because all scripture is inspired by god the word there is breathe all scripture is breathed. The word is life. Remember the breath that we read? The word of God is God breathes life inside of you. And it is useful to teach me what is true. And to make me realize what's wrong with my life. The word of God corrects me when I'm wrong. And it teaches me to do what is right. Should we say any more? I mean, do we really need to add more right there? The word of God is something I need in my life to teach me, to train me, to help me, to direct me, to correct me, to take me. You see, when you give the Bible the authority it deserves, then it will speak into your life with such clarity and certainty. It will jump from Logos into Rhema that faith all of a sudden will be ignited with a fresh revelation and love for His Word. Number three, I've got to finish this message. You've got to read it. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to read it. Come on, we, we can't meditate on something we read. We can't accept the authority of something that we're never a part of. We've got to read it. It needs to become part of our daily relationship with Him. We need to read His Word each day. We need to start realizing, just like we need food, To make it through the day. His word is the bread of life. It's that which we need to give us what we need for the day. Read his word. One of the best ways to read his word is a one year Bible. One year Bible. You can pick these up from Lifeway, Christian bookstores, Amazon. You can do all of this. We put out every day a daily devotional through our church. If you don't get that daily devotional, you see the email on the screen. It's on your notes. Nancy at EncounterChurch.today. Email Miss Nancy and she'll put you on our daily devotional list. Every day we give you a reading plan to read your Bible in every year. You can go to those scriptures that we list and you can click on them and they are linked to Bible Gateway so you can read the actual scriptures. And then we give you a daily devotion, just a short devotion, the word for today. A devotional for your life that will really help you. YouVersion is an incredible app. That's the version that I use for my daily Bible. If you haven't got YouVersion on your smartphones or tablets, you need to get it. It's a free Bible app. It just looks like a little brown square with Holy Bible written on it. It's the YouVersion. And you can click on that. There's daily reading plans. I'm doing one right now and I love it because it reads it to me. When I read the Word of God, every year I like to read it in a different translation every year. This year I'm reading the ESV, the English Standard Version. Last year I read the Message. The year before I read the New Living. The year before that I read the NIV. The year before that I read the New King James and so on. Every year I change the Version. Why? Because I just want to see things and maybe a fresh revelation through God's Word. But we need to be reading the Bible. And here's what we need to do, remember? Let the Bible read us. Because while we're reading that daily passage, here's what I want us to do before we pick up the Bible. I want us to pray a prayer, something like this. God, your word is alive. It's living. It's for me today. And God, I pray that you would give me a nugget of truth from this word today. As I read it, let it come alive. And I pray that something in that passage for that day will be something that you can chew on all day and you can meditate on. Why? Because John 8 verse 32 tells us you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Here's the thought. Are you ready? The truth you know is what will set you free. If you don't know the truth, you don't know that you can be free in that truth. You shall know the truth through his word. We can know the truth. And as we read his truth every day, it can make us free. I want to help you with something else. If you're taking down notes, write this. You need to get a verse for your experience. What do I mean? Wherever you're at right now, you need a verse. Wherever you're at right now, Kelly and I have a verse right now for our lives. What is the verse, babes? What is it, Psalms? I'm putting her on the spot. We've got it written up. We know the verse. We know the words. We've got a verse right now for us. We're going to see the goodness of Lord in the land of the living. Come on, we're going to trust in God because we're going to wait on God because we're going to see his word come to pass. That's our scripture. That's our verse right now because we're going through a time where one of our children is away from God and we're holding on to God's word saying they're going to come back because we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. While we live, while we're in the prime of our life, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Come on, you get discouraged. I know Kelly was discouraged going into a new year, but you know what? God rekindled that in her life. Why? Because she was watching someone's post on Facebook and they were telling their story and they said, this is the verse that God has given us. And it was the same verse and it came alive in Kelly. I walked into the office the other day and there's a painting on the wall. I said, wow, who did that? Kelly said, I did. She took calligraphy pens and she began to write that. Why? Because that verse became a revelation to her again it became alive to her you need something for your experience if you're going through hurt right now if you're going through pain a problem you need joy you need healing find a verse Come on, if you're afraid, let me give you one. Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Oh, you're struggling financially right now. You know God has a scripture for you in his word. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. You need a word. You need a verse that you can hold on to. Put it on the dash of your car. Put it on your mirror when you clean your teeth in the morning. Put it beside your coffee pot. I love every day when I make the coffee, we got something hanging from the cabinet that my hand hits every day. And it says, good morning. I'm God, I'll be handling your problems today. Come on, I'm glad every day that God reminds us of those things. Get it so it gets into your heart. Because when you accept the authority of God's Word... When you read it every day and meditate on it, it comes alive to you. Come on, here's the last point. Are you ready? you got to live it. you got to live it. Come on, Nike stole this because Nike said, just do it. Come on, come on they stole that from God's Word because that's what God's telling us every day. Just do it. Live it. Because if we're accepting the authority of God's Word and we're saying His Word is truth, then we need to make it an ongoing part of our everyday lives by putting it into practice. We've got to live it out. We've got to do it. We've got to practice it. If God's word tells us we need to be loving other people, we need to love other people. You mean even the ones that are unlovable? That's what his word says. <laughs> I said, that's what his word says. You've got to love him. If God's word says you need to be given... You need to be given because if not, you've been disobedient to his word. James 1 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Because notice what happens if you just hear it and don't do it. You're fooling yourself, you're deceiving yourself, you're robbing yourself of what God has available to your life. As I close today, I've heard this said many times to me, Pastor. I'm praying, I'm seeking God, I'm asking God for things, but I just don't hear his voice. I just don't hear God, he's, he's not speaking to me. And I can't tell you the number of times I've looked at people and say these words, if you haven't heard God lately, come on, read God. I said, if you haven't heard God lately, read God. Well, I haven't heard God's word lately. Read it and you'll hear it today. Well, well, you don't understand, Pastor. I need a specific word. His word is alive. It, It can come alive. It can jump out of the page at you. Because God can give you a revelation and that logos can become a rhema word inside of you. You have his word, his love letter, his manual for living that he has given to every one of us. If you don't have a Bible, again, please go to the Connect Zone after church. We'd love to give you a Bible. Love to give you a Bible. And trust me, we don't buy dollar store Bibles because we want to give you a Bible that you're going to value and you're going to see worth. It's a beautiful Bible, nice Bible. Because we make an investment in that. One last scripture, and then I'm going to pray for you today. Psalms 119, 105, David understood He said, God, your word is a lamp unto my feet and your word is a lamp unto my path.